Welcome to this week's episode of the Fun of the Run podcast. I'm your host, Michelle, also known as Waddell Running Lady on Instagram, where I share tips, tricks, funny stories, just my daily runs, all kinds of things about running because that's what I love to do so much. I'm so happy that you're here this week. And today I have a special guest in studio or in my closet, if we're being very realistic. And it's my son, Gatlin. Gatlin, welcome to the podcast. Oh, hi. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. What made you decide that it would be a great idea to come and record with your mom this morning? Um, last time was fun. Awesome. Well, that's good. Uh, <laughs> so Gatlin is going to help me today talk about some summer running tricks. So in other words, hot girl running. <laughs> If we're being funny about it, but in all actuality, summer running can be very, very difficult. And I found that it takes a certain degree of mental toughness to run through the summer, to train for something through the summer. And um, so I'm just going to share some of the things that I've learned in hopes that it helps somebody out there. So, Gatlin, we live in the metro phoenix area but we're west of phoenix like let's say somebody wanted to go to disneyland or they're on the way to california they would almost if they got on the i-10 freeway they could kind of look over and almost see our house huh yeah so we're pretty far west at a phoenix but today's high and i don't know if you knew this or not gallon but today it's supposed to be 114. yesterday is 113. yeah i mean at like it was i think five 5 p.m. Wait, yeah, it was at like 5, like 40 or 520. Yeah, so it's already the evening and it's still that kind of hot. So we have a special kind of heat here, I would say. And I just also, before I I get into some of these things, I wanted to preface and just say, I don't think I'm like in the world's toughest conditions because I, I, you know, obviously we all have tough things to run through. I don't have to run through icy winters uh, and have lash sickles like I mentioned in my post yesterday on Instagram I don't ever have to run with lash sickles I don't wear yak tracks you know I don't have to worry about if the sidewalk is too slushy or icy to run on because we don't have that here but what we do have is from about February till honestly about after Thanksgiving, we have really hot weather. I'm not saying all of those days are over 100 degrees. Many of them are. But from about February until after November, I would say you would classify our weather as hot. And then those summer months, especially June, July, and August are very, very, very hot. So um, yeah, I think that, you know, we all have our own hard aspects probably of our climates and so i'm not saying mine is tougher than yours i'm just trying to give you some tips and tricks that hopefully will help us all get through this summer all right so first of all gatlin i'm going to tell a little story about one time dad and i were out running in rio vista park and for those of you who aren't familiar with that area um there is a park in peoria arizona called rio vista and this park has miles and miles of trails and you can go i mean i don't care if you have a 20 mile long run you can do it at this park yes you may need to go out and back 
but there are restrooms along some of the courses and some water fountains here and there. I'm not saying they all work. There are offshoots to these trails that you can go on and it's everything is either sidewalk or asphalt. And so especially when I was doing more road running versus trail running, I would find myself out at Rio Vista Park often. And I found myself there a couple summers ago with my husband and I was doing a 12 mile long run training for something. I don't remember which marathon, but I was doing a 12 mile long run and I got to the place. Sorry, Gatlin, I know you're kind of bored listening to this story, but it has to be told, young man. (laughs) Anyways, um, at about 10 miles in, I found myself with chills. And it was a hundred and maybe five degrees. It was really hot out and I was chilling, which that can't be a good sign. I had never before experienced any type of heat sickness. And so I really didn't know exactly what I was dealing with, but I kind of shook it off and decided, you know, I'm just going to keep running. So I kept running and then it happened again, just shortly thereafter to where I felt the chills run all down my arms and my skin felt clammy. So I immediately stopped. And just said, okay, I've got something wrong. So I found there's not a whole lot of shade. Have you been to Rio Vista, Gatlin? No. Okay, so if, well, I guess we'll have to remedy that. But there's no shade at Rio Vista Park. I mean, hardly any. I found this like cactus type thing and got off the trail and kind of tried to stand in a little bit of shade. And then I, dad came along and I said, you know, I can't run anymore. I'm, I'm sick. I'm not having, I'm having a bad time. And so I walked the last two miles. Ever since that day, I find that I am more susceptible to the heat. So the next time I went running in the heat, which because of course I did it again, I ended up at home in a cool bathtub, nauseous, headachey, um, all the things that they say to look for, for heat illness. I had all of those things. And I didn't know about salt stick back then. I didn't know about, you know, salt tabs or anything like that. And all I know is that was two or three years ago. And ever since then, I have to just be really, really careful in the heat. So, Gallon, do you have anything to add about the heat? It's hot. What do you think about living in Arizona during the summertime? I mean, it's a good thing we have our above ground pool. Do you remember <laughs> do you remember last summer that yeah. the water felt like chicken noodle soup? Yeah, it was it was terrible. I felt like you were the chicken floating around. Yeah, I mean, or the carrots or the noodles or something, huh? Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, it got to the point where it wasn't even fun to swim because it was so hot in but, that pool. But this year, the life hack is if you don't cover your pool, it's a lot cooler. And we used to cover our pool because cats and we don't want stuff getting in there and drowning. That we had already had experience with that. Yeah. So, yeah, so this year we have a little kind of set up with a towel and, you know, kind of thing. There's different things you can do if you have a pool to help animals if they do get in there to help them get out so that they don't drown. So we we set a, we did a setup like that this year so that we can leave our pool uncovered and then the water is much more comfortable. Plus, honestly, if we were smart, we would get some kind of a shade structure to put over our pool. But oh God, we are. Yeah, yeah we're not there yet. Okay. So I have another story before I get into some of these um, tips and tricks that I have. Um, Last summer, I was doing a lot of cross training on. So I I did a lot of biking and it was just a regular bike, like a road bike. And 
we live out kind of where it's it's kind of rural and so i wasn't you know on heavily trafficked roads or anything and i would hop on my bike and just ride for you know 10 miles or however many miles i needed sometimes it was time-based but i was injured i just come off an injury and so i was doing a lot of cross training instead of running well one day the only time i could fit my run in was about 2 p.m and it was on a sunday afternoon i'll never forget it i was out there and i had my hydration vest i had water i had everything with me that i needed but i got so hot that i just didn't know if i could handle it and my arms started turning into noodles as i was riding my bike and i don't know if you've ever experienced that feeling but your arms just they literally kind of go limp and they just feel and you just get this weak feeling and my arms were just they felt like they were almost like hanging at their sides as i'm trying to ride this bike do you like the visuals gatlin yeah, my noodle arms great yeah thank you but too bad we don't have video right yeah so i my arms were like noodles and i was like okay i don't even know if i can make it home so i pulled off to the side this time i actually did find like a big deserty shady bush and then i popped a couple of salt stick salt tabs highly highly recommend getting salt stick um you can find them on instagram i'm sure you can google salt stick they're a local company and i have noticed such a huge difference when i especially i'm not saying you should wait until your arms feel like noodles but if you happen to if you pop a couple of those i notice a difference immediately and i start feeling better and the weakness goes away and i'm able to start back on my way. So that's what I did that day. And I was able to go and finish my ride and make it home. I still felt like death warmed over, but, but I survived. The other thing you can do is pickle juice. I will just say that pickle juice. I I've never done it myself, but Sally McRae, the yellow runner. Ew. Um, she, ew. Pickle juice. Yuck. I like pickles though, That's but fine. I don't think I would drink the juice, but Sally McRae, the yellow runner, she drinks a lot of pickle juice lots of ultra runners do it um a lot of times they use it for cramps but it's also really good for um replacing the salt when you do a lot of um sweating in the summer so if you don't want to do salt tabs try pickle juice okay so let's go through some things you can do to survive summer running gatlin are you ready sure okay running through the sprinklers <laughs> what about them <laughs> There have been times on my run, especially if I'm in Verado or Marley Park or something like that, and I will see somebody have their sprinklers on. Okay, I don't go in people's yards necessarily, yeah, but do. if, no, I don't, <laughs> but if their sprinklers are like aimed on the sidewalk or if it's a common area, I will run through the sprinklers and like just get soaked and oh, it is amazing. So if you are out on a hot day and you're on a hot run and you're feeling overheated, or even if you're not, you just need to stay cool, find some sprinklers, pretend like you're 10 and run through them. Okay. That's my first tip. All right. Let me see what else I have. Obviously this is going to sound super, you know, like a no brainer, but find some shade to run in. I hear this all the time on Instagram and stuff. And I just think, okay, it, it does sound like a no brainer, but when you live where I live there, there really is not a lot of shade. I promise. Okay. Now, some neighborhoods, you can go to a whole entire neighborhood and there be no shade. There is one neighborhood local to me, Marley Park. Yeah, and Verado has some shade too, but Marley Park in, in particular, there is a loop. You can do a two mile loop and it is the shadiest place that I know of that is local to me. And you've been there, Gatlin. Yep. So you ran with me there recently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And 
so wasn't great, but I did. <laughs> what wasn't great about it? I almost threw up. Because it was so hot? Yeah. Well, maybe hmm, you need some electrolytes. Well, I was, <laughs> yeah. Okay. But shade. So, like I said, it's hard to come by here. But that is something that you can do. Um, I have even taken a strip of that road in Marley Park. Let's say, that because some parts of it are shadier than others. And I've literally just done this teeny little loop. I mean, maybe half a mile. And you just repeat it so that you don't ever have to get out of the shade. It's super boring and, and it's just monotonous, but it's better than dying of heat stroke and, you know, and expiring on the spot, right? Okay. Obviously you can also start running early in the morning um, when it's dark out or later in the evening. Um, I do totally agree with this, but the problem that I find myself having is some parts of the summer I could get up at as early as I want you know, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't matter if it's two, three, four, it's still 90 degrees out. So yes, it would probably feel cooler if I went out at two in the morning and it's 90 versus, you know, 115 in the afternoon. <laughs> exactly. But it's, it's still going to be hot no matter what time of day I go, um, in the, in the really hot part of the summer. So yeah, that's just, that's just something interesting um, to think about, but definitely having the sun not beating down on my head does make it feel a lot better. Well, okay. Not a lot better, but more bearable than it would otherwise be. Um, something that I'm planning to do tonight is run in the late evening. So I did not get up early this morning, even though I intended to, my kids were out late. They were playing volleyball with friends and I have a hard time going to bed when they're not home. What time did you guys get home, Gallon? Um, like almost 11. Okay. So maybe that's not late to some of you, <laughs> but I like to have about eight hours of sleep if, if at all possible. Um, but you know, Hey, I'm pushing 50 and I need my sleep. And so when I was, had my alarm set for seven, it, it's already so hot at that time of day that for me to hurry up, throw my clothes on and go, I was like, I'll die. I'll just, I'll wait and I'll run this evening. That's my plan. So early morning when it's dark or in the evening hours when the sun's going to go down, those can all be good things to do when it's really hot out. Make sure that you've got a hat, sunglasses. Please, please remember the sunscreen. I would recommend taking that hat off, especially if it's a ball cap or even if it's a visor. Dip it in water, especially if it's some cold icy water or run it under a water fountain, put it in the sink at the park bathroom or something or at home, get your hat wet, plop it on your head and head out the door. It makes a difference. It cools your core temperature down. Make sure you're wearing lightweight clothing, tech fabric. Don't go out there and run in a cotton t-shirt. Um, I think you probably will not be very comfortable that way. Soak your shirt in water. Um, that is something that I have done recently. You all, if you follow me on Instagram, you see that I wear a shirt and a skirt when I run. So that's just, that's what you I better. wear. So what? I said you better. <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay. Um, I go in. So recently I was at the white tank mountain regional park and I was so hot. You guys, um, I was the only one there at this particular restroom and I went in and I took my shirt off and I turned the water on and I just soaked my whole shirt under the sink, under the faucet, threw it back on 
and then started running again. And it just was like evap cooling, you know, like evaporative cooling. It made such a difference. And I was able to keep going. Yeah. So that is another thing that you can do. All right, gal, then plug your ears for this one. You can put ice in your sports bra. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> often. <laughs> um, ice in your sports bra. Um, for you ladies out there, I don't typically start out with ice in my bra, but so I guess I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. So let's let's skip that for now. So here's one of the biggest things that I've learned. And I learned this from I've heard this before, but I especially learned this recently from my new running coach, Kylie. She owns Desert to Peak Coaching. So if you're interested in coaching, you can definitely reach out to Kylie at Desert to Peak Coaching on Instagram. But Kylie sent out an email to, you know, give different tips and tricks. And one of the things that she said about running in the heat was make your car an aid station. So get a cooler, um, fill that cooler with ice. And just basically what you do is you do these small loops. So you start at your car, you head out for a loop, you come back to your car, and then you restock your ice bandana with ice. That's when I would typically shove ice down my sports bra is on that first trip back to my car. Um, take your shirt off, get it wet, whatever, those kinds of things. Um, what if someone sees you? Shove ice down my sports bra? No, I have no shirt on. <laughs> I do it in the bathroom. You said at your car. Okay. Well, anyways, I do it in the bathroom. And then um, if there's a bathroom, if not, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But whatever. Okay, that's everybody's prerogative to, you know. So let's see. Gatlin, I lost my train of thought because you interrupted me. You have a notebook. I can't remember what I was saying. Bathroom. Oh, so the, the, you're using your car as an aid station. This is such a smart idea, and it has saved my bacon. I mean, it has made summer your running. Bacon. Yeah, my bacon. What's your bacon? I don't know. Gatlin. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, just let me talk. Okay. So what are you ripping apart? <laughs> what in the world? Okay. You're going to get kicked out of the studio. I mean, the closet if you don't quit. Yeah. Okay. Pay attention. I mean, whatever. Quit breaking stuff and quit squeaking your chair. Thank you. Okay. So using this car as an aid station. And so especially, I think it's something that a lot of trail runners do. Um, because I haven't really heard of this until I really started getting into trail running. But if you're out at the, on the trails and, you know, you pick a certain trail and you're out, you come back and you refill, it just seems like it's just, I don't know, it's just such a smart idea. Um, but you can absolutely use it if you're a road runner too. You go drive somewhere, you're in a different neighborhood, whatever, have a cooler in your trunk, pop that trunk open and you know, refill with ice. Um, so what I'll bring extra water, extra electrolytes and have it in the cooler. I will bring, I've seen other people bring like a shirt in a Ziploc, like an extra shirt. And it's in this icy like water so that they can pull it out and the shirt's already cold and they can just switch shirts. Um, That's a good idea. It actually really is. Some people put like um, an ice bandana, a cold one in their cooler so and they can they just switch it out. Yep. They can switch it out. Work. So there's just so many things that you can do with when you use your car as an aid station. It's genius. I wish I would have thought of it first, but I'm not that cool. So, but I highly, highly, highly recommend that. So back to the sports bra, that's, I'll typically have all that in my car, ice, the cooler and all of that. 
I'll go out for a short loop. Usually it's about two miles or so. And then I'll loop back to my car. And that's when I will shove the ice down my bra. And then I will go out for another loop. And it just depends how many miles I'm running. But such a good idea. So I highly, highly, highly recommend utilizing your vehicle as an aid station. Your vehicle. Okay. Um, So if you don't have an ice bandana, get an ice bandana. Um, Missy's Bibtastic has wonderful ice bandanas. They're super cute. All different colors. It has a microfiber pocket sewn into this bandana. You shove ice in it, roll it up, tie it around your neck or tie it to your pack. Um, that microfiber pocket helps the ice last longer so it just doesn't all melt immediately. Um, I know Nathan sells ice bandanas too, I believe. But if you want to shop small, um, check out Missy's Bibtastic on Instagram. Okay, um, so I already talked about using your car as an aid station and looping back to it. Let's see what else I've got up my sleeve for you. Um, we talked about running a shady route. Oh, you want to hydrate well before you head out for your run. Not just, um, not just like the night before, but just you guys, especially in these summer months and honestly all year long, even when it's cold out, you should be hydrating well. And not just with water, but with electrolytes, make sure that your body is staying hydrated so that when you are out in this heat, in this humidity, that you are able to to feel good when you're out there. Um, So make sure that you stay hydrated um, and don't forget to bring water with you. I always bring water with me, even on very short runs and even in the winter, I always bring water. I'm never without it. And make sure you sip while you're running. Um, Don't forget electrolytes. I highly recommend noon hydration. Okay, here's a big one. Slow down. Slow down. When you are running in the summer, your body is using so much effort. So let's say normally, you know, you run this certain pace and it feels like a six uh, six out of 10 effort. In the summertime and in those really extreme temperatures, a six out of 10 is going to look a lot different in the summer than a six out of 10 looks in the ideal running weather, whatever that is for you. So for me, especially a six out of 10 is going to look a lot slower this time of year than, you know, running along the beach in Southern California on a foggy, drizzly, cool day. You know, the effort level is, I mean, it's just not going to be anything close Okay. They're going to be so different and it's okay to slow down. I do not recommend going out and doing a hard workout in the extreme weather. Your body's already working so hard. And this is another thing my coach Kylie recently shared is your body is already working so hard in these hot temperatures. You know, you don't want to go out there and put it through an extreme speed workout in those kind of temps. Pick a different day, pick a treadmill day, do something else. But you know, when you're out in the heat, try to keep it at that easy effort. Uh, and your body may not let you do anything but an easy effort. I've seen a lot of people recommend picking different running routes and things like make sure there's drinking fountains along the way, or um, I don't know, make sure you leave a water bottle in the cornfield. That's I think that's what Mrs. Space Cadet does, Erin Azar. Um, I'm sure lots of you follow her. But she'll leave water bottles along the way. 
in the cornfield and say, good luck out there and stuff like that, you know? So <laughs> that's something else that you can do is leave hydration along the way. Um, I don't find that works super well for me. I typically just always bring a hydration vest full of water with me. You can always share where you're running with your family. So Gatlin, are you okay with me telling you, hey, I'm going to go running in the white tanks tonight or hey, um, tomorrow I'm going to be running in Verado. And then you can check on me if I don't get back when I say I'm going to get back because it's pretty hot. Yeah. So I could text yeah. you and say, hey, Gatlin, text me in two hours and ask me if I'm still alive, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, well, I, I also don't like it when you go out at late at night and stuff because like you'll go out at like you've done this in a super long time when you go out late at night like after dinner or something then you stay out until like night at night like that that just doesn't sound very safe it doesn't sound very safe but i usually always bring my pepper spray with me and i have a light if i'm out after dark and so yeah i understand your concern though so you're sweet for for worrying about me be flexible with your training in the summer, be flexible. Realize that you're probably not going to be able to hit the paces that you hit in the cooler months. Just have whatever being flexible means to you, you need to be flexible right now. Um, I took this information that I'm going to tell you next from runstreet.com. And these are basically the signs of heat illness. Do you know any of these, Gatlin? How do you know if you're if you're experiencing symptoms of heat illness, have you ever experienced any of those yourself? Do you know? Um, if you have a like white ring around your lips, you could tell that you're super dehydrated, right? I th I think so. And because yeah, like the it's happened to me before. Ew. I was what? Tell. So I was uh, uh I think it was during PE at I think it was fifth grade. It was super hot. Brush, you won't quit texting me. It's Madison. Anyways, and so it was fifth grade, and we were outside uh, for PE, but it was in the morning, so it wasn't that bad. Mm -hmm. It was in August, and so it was still super hot. It's probably like 100-something. We have 58 seconds. Anyways, and so uh, this one girl got the same exact thing, except she threw up, and then I looked in the mirror, and I had a, I had a beet red face, like tomato face, and then I had, like, the ring around my lips that was just like pale skin ew yeah well it seems like to me that so it sounds like um it might have been one of those heat advisory days do you think it was well i don't it wasn't it wasn't because they wouldn't have had you the, out there the, yeah well even then they call heat advisory like later in the day which i think is stupid they like call it like middle of the day like after like a ton of people had already had recess almost died of heat stroke yeah so that's one thing about living in arizona is we have a lot of heat advisory days and especially the kids um so where we live school starts the very first full week in august typically at least for my kids and a lot of times they go back to school and it's always heat advisory heat advisory heat advisory and so then they're not supposed to be outside so they won't have recess they won't have which i don't mind Right. I Recess mean, is boring anyways. and then you usually would do PE indoors, I think. Right. I didn't have PE. Well, I mean, well, during I those days. I did. Yeah. Um, yeah. We so have PE indoors. Yeah. So it's, I mean, if that shows how hot it is, you know, the schools won't even let the kids outside to play because it's so hot. But, um, so yeah, I think that definitely you have 
probably experienced some of these things. So I'm going to go ahead and list what, let's see, what runstreet.com says to look for. Okay, so if your skin is cold, pale, clammy, um, if you suddenly have like a fast, weak heartbeat, not heartbeat, but like a pulse, a fast, weak pulse, nausea or vomiting, um, dizziness, headaches, muscle cramps, weakness, fainting, move to a cool place if possible, drink something, drink water, drink electrolytes, um, get out of the sun, obviously, like immediately. Um, heat stroke has similar symptoms, Gatlin, but they're more intense. So um, you could also have all of those things, but to a greater extent, but also confusion or lose consciousness. And I would obviously think if something like that happens, call 911. So you don't take chances in the heat, everybody. Make sure that you're safe. If you have any way of doing this, use a treadmill whether that's at a gym or the YMCA or one at your house or, or one in your son's bedroom at your house, which hasn't been able to be moved out of my room. Even though I, hate it I know we don't have any other place to put it, but you know, the treadmill is always an option. I trained all of my double digit runs for Chicago marathon last summer on the treadmill in my son's bedroom because it was just so hot outside and it didn't matter what time of day I got up and I'm slow. And, you know, for me to run 10 miles would take me over three hours. And so even if I started and it was, you know, 85, 90, it would be hundred and some by the time I would have finished. And so I spent many weekends last summer on the treadmill in my son's bedroom, running double digit runs to train for Chicago marathon. So it's an option. It's out there. Um, that's just something else to consider. If you have access to a treadmill, there is no shame in the treadmill game. Miles are miles. You're still a real runner. Even if you run on a treadmill, I, I don't know why people think why, why, I don't even know why that needs to be said, because to me, I'm sorry, but running on a treadmill is hard. And when I hear people say, oh, those aren't real miles. What a bunch of hooey is all I have to say. Absolutely ridiculous. But anyhow, you are a runner if you run on the treadmill. So that's always, always um, something to think about. Gatlin is bored stiff and he's like ripping things apart and labels and finding all kinds of junk in my closet. So he is currently going to be kicked out of the studio. So just give me a second while I kick him out and I'll be right back. Okay, I kicked his can out of the studio slash closet and now you just got me. But we're almost done. So hopefully you're not bored like he was. I'm going to end this episode by sharing a story from this past weekend. So buckle your seatbelt because this I'm going to go into some detail. So back in January, I met true coach Lisa at the Coldwater Rumble. She was running the 52K as I was. Um, it, it was my first ultra marathon and it was like her 90 something Aravipa race. I mean, this lady is amazing. And so she was out there just, you know, plugging along and we chatted. She stopped and chatted with me for a bit. We didn't stop. We, you know, we were power hiking or something at the moment. So we were able to chat a bit and exchanged information. She started following me on Instagram. I started following her. And then we ended up seeing each other a couple months later at the Adrenaline Night Runs, also put on by Aravipa Running. And, you know, she was just, you know, oh, you're so funny and, you know, whatever. And she basically, you know, we just clicked. 
And so Lisa has this cool thing that she does where she house sits and pet sits for people. And it's through a company. I can't remember through, through who, but you know, she gets to go stay in these cool houses and, you know, all different parts of the, of the state. And I think she had the potentially internationally as well. And so she was going to be on my side of town and she's like, Hey, can we meet up for a run? So we did that. And then I ended up signing up for a free trial to her true tribe and which that is T R U tribe. And I ended up signing up for a free trial and, and then she has group runs with her tribe members and her true tribe team members. And so I was able to, to experience one of those group trail runs this past weekend. And we went out to Estrella Mountain Regional Park. And if you follow me at all on Instagram, you know that most of my trail runs happen out at the White Tanks. So the Estrellas aren't too far from me, but I just don't, I'm just not there as often as I am at the White Tanks. In fact, I'm there hardly ever. So I'm not super familiar with the trails there, but I know that it seems like there's even less shade there than at the White Tanks. And so I went to this run knowing that I wanted to get in seven, eight, nine, you know, 10 miles and that I was going to do it with other people. And it was daunting to me because I run alone 99% of the time. This was a huge step out of my comfort zone. But Lisa does this thing where she, there, of course, some of us are faster, some are slower. So the faster people go ahead and she has them circle back every 15 minutes or at a certain mileage, they come back and they join up with the back of the pack people visit for a couple of minutes and then they take off again. So they end up getting more mileage than the back of the pack people. Um, and yet there's still that sense of community because nobody is ever alone. There's always at least two people together. And so you're not out, you know, alone. And um, she had us just go out for 45 minutes. And then when, then we circled back to the cars and, we did use our vehicles as aid stations. Lisa had a cooler of ice and stuff. I had a cooler of ice. I was able to refill my ice bandana, shove some ice down my sports bra. I was able to, you know, just get refill my, the bladder on, in my orange mud pack and just make sure I had enough water and electrolytes so that we could head out again. So some of the ladies left at that, at that point, we had gotten in a little over four miles and that's what some of them needed. So some left, some of us stayed and the four of us that stayed wanted to get in, you know, some more miles. So we headed out on a different trail. And again, these trails were very exposed, no shade. And, but we ended up circling by these restrooms and we all, you know, the water was cold out of the fountain and we got drinks and we, I know a couple of us like rewetted our ice bandanas and our hats and things like that. And then we would head out again and we ended up actually circling back to that bathroom again. And I did the same thing, got my hat wet again, ended up with nine miles that day. And so by the time we finished this run, it was about a hundred degrees. It was between 98 and hundred. 
and which sounds nice compared to today's weather, but um, it wasn't nice. It was really hot. And when I got in my car, I was so incredibly hot. And all I could think about was a huge extra large Sprite with ice. And that's all I could think about. I didn't want water. I didn't want I would have taken water if it was ice cold, but all I wanted at that moment was a huge bubbly Sprite. And so I headed out of the park and I headed down the road towards my house. And I'm like, I know I saw a Culver somewhere. I know I did. And I just kept driving and like, oh, I'm so hot. I'm so thirsty. I'm so tired. I'm, you know, and just kind of, you know, trying to hold myself together. And then I saw Culver's hopped in the drive-thru line and I said, can I, what is the largest size soft drink that you have? And they said, just large. And I said, okay, I want a large Sprite. And I said, can I get a large ice water? And they said, I'm sorry, the largest that we can give for a free ice water is a medium. I said, okay, can you give me a large and I'll pay for it? And, and And then I ordered some kind of concrete mixer, vanilla ice cream with like Heath and Reese's peanut butter cups. And I didn't even know if I could eat it because I wasn't hungry, but it was cold. So I'm like, the more, you know, the merrier as far as icy cold things, right? So the guy probably thought I was insane. I came through the drive-thru and I was just this beet red face and so hot and sweaty. And, you know, I'm the only one in the car that ordered all three of these items. And then I pulled over in the parking lot and just went to town and started slurping that Sprite. <laughs> and, and it made a difference. It helped so much. I drank the Sprite and I, I don't think I even touched the water. And then I ate that ice cream the whole way home and finished it as I was getting off the freeway to my house. And so it's funny how you, you know, crave certain things after after running or after an intense effort, you know, but that was a really fun group run experience and one that I would absolutely like to repeat again because the miles went quicker. I think that if I would have been by myself and having to cover those miles, um, it would have been, it would have been a lot harder mentally, but because I was always with somebody, um, or else had somebody in sight in front of me, cause I was, I was last, the time went by quicker. I didn't listen to anything on my Aftershocks headphones. I did not, you know, I didn't need to listen to anything because I was with people and I wasn't thinking so much about, oh, this is miserable. Oh, this is hot. How many more miles do I have? I was focused on I'm with people, you know, I'm with friends and we're all doing this and, you know, they're not belly aching out here, you know? And so it was a really good experience for me to get out of my comfort zone and it was you know, it was fun to see Lisa using the, you know, car as an aid station trick too. And just, just seeing how other people cope in adverse weather conditions was really good for me to see and to know that, you know, I'm not the only one. So I hope that some of these tips and tricks will be helpful to you this summer. Again, I know that relative I know that relatives, I do know about relatives, but I know that weather is relative. Hot weather is relative. Cold weather is relative. We suffer through February through past Thanksgiving of hot weather to get a couple months of 
gloriously perfect running weather here in Arizona. Um, when other people have their lash sickles and their frozen slushy runs, we are out and it is beautiful, but we have to put up with, you know, the months and months of, of intense heat. Some of you I know would prefer the intense heat and there are people here that love it. In fact, yesterday they had a run, not yesterday, Saturday from 2 to 5 p.m. It was kind of on the down low. It wasn't, you know, necessarily advertised, but people that I know, okay, and respect, they purposely went out between the hours of 2 and 5 p.m. on Saturday, which I think was another 111, 112, 113 degree day, and ran one mile loops. They tried to get in as many as they could in that three hour period, the hottest part of the day people like running in this weather. Okay. Not me, but people. All right. So I know that it takes different strokes for different folks. Right. But I hope that something that I said helps you in your summer running, wherever you live, wherever you're at. If I forgot to mention anything, please feel free to reach out to me at fun of the run podcast at gmail.com direct message me on Instagram at Waddell Running Lady. Let me know what you think about today's episode. Tell me about your experiences of running in the heat. Let me know what I forgot to mention in today's podcast. And as always, thank you so much for listening. I really, really appreciate it. You all make what I do so special, so worth it keep the comments coming and the messages. I read every single one. I try to respond to every single one. And I truly appreciate you being here for this week's episode of Fun of the Run. Please join me next time.